Thanks for listening to the Friday Live Extra from NET Radio, a weekly podcast featuring arts and humanities in Nebraska, and an online-only feature we produce in conjunction with our weekly radio show, Friday Live. I'm Genevieve Randall. This week on our Extra, I'm joined by Communications Manager for the LEAD Center for Performing Arts, Lauren Durbin. The LEAD will be doing something that it hasn't done in, I think, 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. <laughs> Lauren, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, so <laughs> what hasn't the lead done in 18 months? Broadway, big Broadway that travels here to Lincoln with sets and costumes and the whole the whole production. The last time our last big Broadway show was Waitress, which was the first week of March 2020. Wow, that's amazing to think about. Yeah, it's oh my it's, gosh. it's a whole different world since then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, what well, the curtain will go up in September. It will have been a full 18 months, okay. and we're kicking off our 21-22 season. It is actually the biggest season we've ever had, more shows in a single season than ever in Lead Center history, uh, 10 total Broadway events. It's nine national tours, plus one very, very exciting Broadway star for everybody but me personally. Um, Bernadette <laughs> Peters is coming oh, to the goodness. lead in okay. February, who is one of my all-time favorite people. That is a, a pretty big deal, I yes. have to say. It's been almost a decade since she was last uh, at the Lead Center. Oh my gosh. And so she will of course be doing all of her all of her hits from her from her Tony nominated shows and her Tony wins and she's done so much more television and movies and you know there there's different eras of Bernadette Peters, yeah, right? There's for sure. The uh, the pennies from heaven and the jerk <laughs> right up through into the woods and then more recently uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm-hmm. She's currently mm-hmm. on TV. So so that's our big Broadway concert. Oh, my gosh. But we also have nine national tours that are coming starting in September with uh-huh. Jimmy Buffett's Escape to Margaritaville, which is just fun and escapism and really was Jimmy Buffett's baby. Like he was one of the producers on it and he really shepherded this. Did he write it or did he have writers? Do you know? Well, he, I mean, obviously it's his music. Okay, it's with a his couple, music. He did well, write yeah, right. also a couple of original songs for it. Oh, cool. It's mostly, you know, it's Cheeseburger in Paradise and obviously Margaritaville and all the ones you know. And then he wrote a couple of. A couple of original ones to join the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it is it's a love story, and it takes place on an island, and you know Hawaiian shirts and the whole bit. Perfect. Um, Wear your flip flops. <laughs> oh, absolutely. People definitely come dressed up like it's a Jimmy Buffett concert. When this was on Broadway, there was the whole parrot head, the whole parrot oh. head culture of the the Hawaiian shirts and everything else, and there's probably going to be some big margarita parties downtown that will tie in with it. And it's um, one amazing. of the few shows we've done that's the same day as a Husker game day, which we're ah. sure will be in the morning. Okay. The, the game. This is in the <laughs> evening. So lots of extra people in town to kind of kick off the Broadway party. Kind of cross your fingers at that, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, well, I want to get back to shows, but it, it occurs to me, you were talking about big productions yeah. and touring and all that stuff. Here, here we have spent a year trying to stay away from each other. And, you know, there have been these like one person shows or two person Mm -hmm. recitals, you know, married couples that are both musicians or, you know, whatever. But a Broadway show, that's lots of people. What what makes all this possible, Lauren? I mean, simply the fact that more people are getting vaccinated and everybody's been wearing their masks and people are, are doing the right thing. We actually, our season will open the same week that Broadway in New York 
opens up. That's so it cool. kind of feels like there's this national waking up of these large scale productions. Right. And, you know, if everybody keeps doing the right thing and we keep just going in the right direction with all of this, it'll be more and more and more possible. Well, so what else after Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> um, Jersey Boys is coming back. Jersey Boys is one of those shows that we get requests for all the time. And that one is m- so much more than a jukebox musical. I'll mm-hmm. even admit the first time I saw it, I was expecting more of a jukebox musical of the hits of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. But it really is the story of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. And it has all the wonderful music that everybody knows, but it's really a great story of these guys and kind of their journey. Okay. So that one is one that is ever popular. Everybody loves that one. Come From Away hmm. mm-hmm. is something I, I am so excited about. The story is amazing. This one was on Broadway just a couple of years ago. And bas- it's a true story, and it's the story of people that were in the air on 9-11. There were planes that had to be diverted that could not land in the United States. So nine planes with 7,000 people were diverted to the tiny town of Gander, Newfoundland. Only Mm. 9,000 people live in Gander, and they took in 7,000 people for several days. And they they housed them and clothed them and fed them. And all these relationships developed. People married each other. And I think so, I heard about this one because it's so fascinating to think about. Th- this is one of those details of the story of that day. Then there's music, obviously. I mean, yes, yes. to write a song about some of those things seems kind of amazing, too. Right. And why it works, I think, is because they picked very specific stories out of it. Mm. Um, one of the first female, one of the earliest female airline pilots happened to be in the air that day. She had been, you know, for decades, um, flying and she's one of them and so they tell her story and the story I love is that the real woman is still alive and still flying but she saw the show on Broadway she was very reticent and didn't know how she felt about having her story told she ended up coming back like 40 times she saw the show over and over because there's there's a song that is her story specifically about becoming one of the earliest female airline pilots and how she was treated initially by the male pilots and dismissed and that kind of stuff and then to come all the way to this point. So it's real people's stories, and the people were very involved. Mm, that's um, interesting. Obviously, you know, 9-11 was only 20-some years ago, 20 years ago now. So these people are not that old. They're still very involved in the in the trajectory of this show. Mm. So that one, that one we're very excited about. That's coming up in the spring. Mm. And there's another show that's got a very similar theme, The Band's Visit. This one um, won all of the Tony Awards in 2018. It actually, it won the big six. I didn't know this. This is an interesting piece of trivia. There are only four shows in Broadway history that won all of the major six awards at the Tonys. Show and director and book and best actor and best actress. It is South Pacific, Sweeney Mm -hmm. Todd, Hairspray, and The Band's Visit. The band's visit. So the band's okay. visit is the story of a an Egyptian band, an Egyptian military band, and they get on the wrong bus and end up in the middle of Israel. So obviously, people that would not normally be together and friendly, and this little tiny Israeli town takes in this band for the evening because they're stranded. They're in the middle of nowhere. And it's about their night in this town Mm. and the relationships that develop and how 
music brings people together and food and art and those kind of things. And it's a really beautiful story. I love so far that um, with that show and with Come From Away, we've got stories of people helping each other out, which even though we've been physically separate over this last year, I think people have found new ways to do just that, even if we're sort of isolated from each other. Right, right. And finding ways to connect. We've all obviously had to find new ways to connect over the last year. No musicals about (laughs) Zoom, thank goodness. Yeah, no musicals about Zoom yet. I don't know. Give it a few years. Right. Um, Another one, though, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This Uh, is one that was... Favorite child story of many people from people's childhood. Oh, absolutely. Everybody loves Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it has all the songs from the movie, the I've Got a Golden Ticket and the Candyman Can and all of those that we all remember. So those are the five shows that are in the main season package. It's Margaritaville, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Jersey Boys, The Band's Visit, and Come From Away. And then there are a couple of these what we call package Mm add-ons. Bernadette Peters Concert is one of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Oh, yes. That was scheduled before, and that was one of those that, you know, the lead had to... Well, that was scheduled in the 2019-2020 season. Uh So that was supposed to happen last spring. So, I mean, by the time this comes... Thank goodness people have been so patient. There are people who will have bought their tickets three years before <laughs> they actually get to see this show. So, And that's something that's been so encouraging is people really have held on to their tickets. If they want to see these shows, you mm-hmm. want to see the show. And so the Carol King musical finally is coming to the Lead Center in February. Um, and then Madagascar is another, oh, yes. another fun kids one. And then the final one is the uh, – oh, no, there's actually two more. Riverdance is coming back, the 25th anniversary production of Riverdance. Very popular. Irish dancing. Absolutely. And then the revival of Oklahoma. Oh, okay. A classic. Yes, but totally reimagined. Interesting. So it just a year and a half ago or so, whenever the last Tony Awards were, mm-hmm. everything – there was supposed to be a 2020 Tonys and then there wasn't <laughs> right? a 20 – anyway. It won Best Revival and they totally reimagined it. It was done in the round. The music is much has much more of a country feel. It was reorchestrated, and it has much more of a country feel. Um, a very diverse cast, and it's they really leaned into the kind of the grittier side of the story. Ah, okay. It, and so right. it actually has a twelve and up recommendation. Interesting, yeah. Well, I already thought there were some things about Oklahoma that hinted at that grittiness, but yes. so they've turned up the volume a little bit. Yes, okay. they leaned into it, and uh, and it was very popular. Mm-hmm. The New York Times talked about how odd it is that like the coolest show on Broadway was a 1941 <laughs> musical, right? But yeah, so that's that's the last one in the in the add on pieces of it, and that's coming in May of next year. Well, so much excitement. As people um, listen to our Friday Live Extra here, if they're listening right when it comes out, they'll be hearing this on a Thursday afternoon. They'll get the hot off the presses information about uh, the Lead Center releasing their their Broadway series. Lauren, congratulations. How does it feel for the Lead Center to be planning Broadway shows again. It feels like such a big step back towards normal, which is a word I hesitate to use, but back towards normal and coinciding with the same week that Broadway is opening up in in New York. And even, I mean, it's only a couple weeks after Garth Brooks will be at Memorial <laughs> Stadium. All of these yeah. announcements feel like large scale performing arts is is really on its way back 
we knew it would happen eventually, but it feels like it's really happening. And so yeah. it's very encouraging for, for everybody to start getting back towards what we all love. You can see that light. Well, since I have you here, we've, we've talked before. The Lead Center has done something interesting with their social distancing mm-hmm. in the hall. And, you know... Um, folks who come to shows, they're in the hall and then they leave. But those of you who work at the Lead Center, you're there maybe in this large cavernous space <laughs> with people who aren't real in the seats. So we just finished up um, our Friends of Lead organization. <laughs> Instead of having a gala this year, because they couldn't obviously have a big party, they did the Support Our Stages fundraiser, which is people could um, purchase these. They're called paper patrons. Mm-hmm. And they could design cardboard cutouts that, you know, they picked hair color and skin color and jewelry and glasses or not, you know, to look like them. And they have been in the auditorium. And yeah, I was telling Genevieve, I was in there early, early the other morning with a news station that was doing was going to come and, and do some stuff. But I was there by myself, turning on the lights <laughs> in the dark in this giant theater with all of these uh, cardboard cutouts staring at me from the, the cavernous <laughs> space. And it was very creepy. You're like, oh, my gosh, there's paper people with me in here. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Surrounded by these paper people. <laughs> Maybe something creative could be done with that in the future. I don't know. <laughs> Think of something. Well, the Lead Center for Performing Arts announcing their Broadway season. Broadway is back on stage at the Lead. And I've been talking with Lauren Durbin about that announcement. Lauren, thanks. It's great to see you and talk with you about this. Thank you so much. If anybody wants more information, of course, our website, leadcenter.org. Packages go on sale May 19th. The Friday Live Extra is a weekly podcast from NET Radio. Production help from Dave Hughes. Our theme music is by Alexios Anest. You can learn more about people and groups involved in arts and humanities in Nebraska by listening to Friday Live, broadcast statewide each week on NET Radio, streaming audio and video online at netnebraska.org, and also available as a podcast. I'm Genevieve Randall. 